0: Chuck, good to have you with us today on this holy week of Masters Week, a tradition unlike any other. I'm I wish so could, I wish we
1: could use it, change our role in music to have that. Well, be I know, for
0: the we should do that for Masters mm-hmm. Week, Pete.
1: <laughs> we should do that. When, when what weekend was it a few weeks ago that, or months ago that we used? The Masters uh, CBS. It was on
0: Super Bowl weekend. Was it? Yeah. Which we did the putting, chipping the donuts in the mouth. Mm -hmm. Ryan Wilhite, the coach at Springboro, football coach at Springboro. Oh, was it your idea? Was Mm -hmm. it really? Because so, Brian Wilhite texted me yesterday and he goes, in honor of Masters week, our golf team is coming in this week, excuse me, and chipping donut holes into the mouths of offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. And... And every people were laughing, saying, where did you get that idea? And he goes, at my church. (laughs) And they just couldn't get over it. I said, yes, (laughs) yes, (laughs) we did that in church. That's good. Forever breaking the assumptions that (laughs) in case the power of Christ, right? Mm. Yeah, so uh, Master's Week, Mm. you know, it'd be so cool if Tiger Woods could... I hope he does. Could he win. Wins. That would be that would be so cool. Uh, you know, that it would be it would be just a notch below Jack winning at eighty six at age forty three for him to win at forty three years of age mm-hmm. and um but bigger in that he'd come back from what do you spinal fusion, right? I mean it's mm-hmm. crazy.
1: What do you think would be bigger? Um I was not didn't include Tiger into this the other day. Yesterday on my run, but I, I was thinking about um the, was that, that your
0: 13-and-a-half-mile run you did? I, I, I don't know if it was yesterday or the day before. I, I It had crossed my mind. Jeez, I'm playing tennis against this guy. <laughs> it
1: it, it had crossed my night. mind uh, on some kind of run. Uh, Serena winning another major again, if she will, you know. Um, post-pregnancy, she has not won a title, let alone a major yet, in the years or year or so that she's been back. Mm. But what would be bigger than... Uh, which would be bigger, Tiger winning a uh, a major or Serena winning a major? Cause Tiger. Because Serena is... I mean more of a greater accomplishment, not like bigger in the sports uh, world. Oh,
0: my gosh. I think... Wow, that's a good question. Having never been pregnant,
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> I've had back pain, but I've never... Been, uh, boy, that's a great question. I would have to say, out of utter ignorance, that it would have to be Serena. You're talking her age, who she's playing against, too. Yeah. It's just... Mm-hmm. You know, every, I get this look. Every time I say I, I was playing tennis the other day, like, oh, you wuss, tennis. The light game of recreation and sports for gentlemen. Man, it is a physical game. I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You and I haven't taken it up the last 10 years. It is so physical. I have to really work to be able to play it. Mm-hmm. And the uh, point of that being, the physicality at her level is mm-hmm. ridiculous that a... That a has a mom ever won a major championship? Yes. I guess that would be, uh, okay. Kim Kleister's was the last one. Oh, she did? Oh, well, maybe. Yes, the, maybe will um, recant that. Maybe, Serena did then. have –
1: she was not Serena's age. Uh, and there were a few – there's been a few other ones. Um, but she was not Serena's age, number one. She was in her early 30s. Uh, and um, – she was not playing probably against the field that Serena's playing against. And she didn't have the, uh, the, all the health problems Serena had when she went through her post-pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Serena nearly died. Mm-hmm. And so um, but I, what made me think of that was, I think putting it into context for those who aren't tennis fans, don't follow it. Serena winning a Grand Slam would be like Jordan winning an MVP in a finals for the Wizards.
0: Yeah, I mean, that yeah. that would kind what of would be the age that would have been everything. like the yeah. the
1: gap, the years off, the yeah. new, totally almost you know almost a different sport by the time you're coming back. So, um, but yeah, I mean playing a different it, game at that point, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, you have to change your game style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Tiger would be certainly bigger in the sports world. That would be that would be huge. Maybe not a bigger Tiger.
0: The one thing about Tiger, it's all about putting. You know, people say, oh, you know, he doesn't hit the ball like he used to. He never drove the ball well. He mm-hmm. hit putts. He doesn't hit as many putts now. That's the difference. Mm. And so if he hits putts and he knows Augusta's greens, he, he could, like Jordan. Jordan turned to a post-up game. His game was more earthbound than airborne at that point. Mm-hmm. Tiger's game is more earthbound in that regard relative to Dustin Johnson and Brooks mm-hmm. Kepka, He doesn't hit the ball crazy distances. When he was hitting a wedge into 15 in '97, that was like what this. I mean, they literally renovated the golf course because of him. Frankly, it's not as good as it used to be. I've been there pre-Tiger and post-Tiger, and now they have. Lot, they don't call it rough; they call it. I don't know. They don't call it rough. They don't call them fans. They call them patrons. They have all their terms, but th- th- it's not as fun because used to it was. It was literally a carpet of fairway over the whole golf course. And so when you hit it offline on 15, let's say, into the pines, you could still escape. You could still hit it on the green over the water on 15. Now you can't do that because it's out of the rough and you got to chip it out. And Mm -hmm. So Tiger literally changed that course. He actually made it a less fun golf course. Mm -hmm. But when he was hitting a wedge into 505-yard 15 in 97,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I mean, that was just crazy. Crazy stuff now relative to the field. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's average, but he's not. You know, yeah, he's not long. He's not.
1: Twenty-two years ago, that was a lot different. Yeah, yeah, a lot, different yeah, a lot different. yeah,
0: yeah, it was different balls and everything. Mm-hmm. So it'd be really cool if he could win. So it's it's one of the great weeks in sports this week because, mm-hmm. as I said, I was telling you that thirty years ago this week I attended my first Masters. with my 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 beautiful wife with our newborn baby Jordan who had colic and I still need to go to some levels of confession on the guilt I feel (laughs) that I dragged my wife and newborn baby girl to Augusta, Georgia to go to the Masters and Sherry's, Sherry's, uh, you know, staying back at the house with a newborn baby who has major colic. I mean, it was Mm -hmm. Jordan had really, really bad colic. I guess there's no good colic, but Mm -hmm. she had it badly, but... um, I went to seven straight days of Augusta National. <laughs> I was just new to golf then, and it was so fresh and new to me. It was like, it was, it's probably like you were with tennis a few years ago, mm-hmm. or like I was with tennis a few years ago. What am I saying? Mm-hmm. But just, you know, it was new, and, and man. I mean, I was right there when Nick Faldo hit that putt on 11 to win an extra holes. Mm. Uh, I was right there. I was, there was no patron closer to Nick Faldo than I was. 'Cause I outran everybody to get there at eleven and then the and then the gloom uh of the near dark, you know, he hits that putt on eleven, he raises his hands and it was it was so cool. My loved Greg Norman back then and he really had an amazing last day and really came back and got into the playoff. That was fun, but he bogeyed eighteen to lose the playoff. <laughs> but it was just it was magical. Mm-hmm. It was just a magical week, except for that colic thing, <laughs> <laughs> and I I still feel indebted to Sherry and all of our Chucksters and are are, are not understanding why I'm feeling guilty. All of our Chuckettes are going that jerk, <laughs> <laughs> that jerk, <laughs> yeah. Uh. And uh, I can't say that I wouldn't do it again. (laughs) So that's not true repentance. When Mm. you say, I'm sorry, but I would. uh, Given the same circumstances, I'd do it again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so then then the NCAA tournament, and it was an amazing... I'm not a huge college basketball fan, but gosh, it was really an amazing game. The two games Saturday and then Monday was just amazing. You had these two classy not renegade programs, but classy programs that rugged guys, just tough, tough, rugged guys.
2: Hmm.
0: And uh, it was just a great game. It was a great game. I don't think you saw it, but it was... -hmm. was, So this week is always just such a cool week. Jim Nance has the greatest life (laughs) this week, you know, because he does the NCAA tournament final on Monday, and he goes straight to Augusta and Mm -hmm. the tradition unlike any other. So... Yeah, that's been cool. What else you got in the pipeline today?
1: Well, a lot of things have happened in the last few weeks with uh, in, in the sporting world, as you said, the um, basketball and golf coming up. It's good to know that's happening. I don't watch a lot of it, but it's, I love knowing. It's good it's, to know what's going on. Yeah, um, And the Browns have made a lot of moves. So we've, yeah. we've not really discussed that. The uh, Old L. Beckham and Hope Springs uh, Eternal. Yeah, they've got the best, uh, one of the best rosters, if not the best roster on paper right now. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's
0: so a, that's if a we little were playing play paper airplanes instead of uh, football, we'd be in great shape yeah. right now. Yeah. We'll see, right? Yeah. We'll see. I, Where
1: do you project them? What, what do you? what
0: do you? Well, I think partly because the AFC North is in decline or appears to be, mm-hmm. they're in the hunt. Doug LeMares of Cleveland Plain Dealer puts them at twelve and four. Oof. Huh. I'm not there yet. I, I would think ten and six would be ridiculously mm-hmm. uh successful because you gotta learn how to win. Mm-hmm. And they did to some extent last year. They did. Mm-hmm. I think we don't want to under, underestimate going from 0 and 16 to 7, 8, and 1. That's that's crazy mm-hmm. improvement. But they still need to learn to win. They, they, they it's there's one thing to play when you're the hunted, the hunter. It's a whole nother thing to play when you're the hunted. Mm-hmm. With with expectations, that's the whole different deal. I've seen, you know, the Browns team was what year was it? It's probably about ten years ago. They went ten and six, and everybody's ah, oh, you know, Super Bowl, Super Browns, eh. and then the next year they just couldn't handle the expectations and they imploded. So we'll see. That's the next level of cultural mm-hmm. development with their organization is now playing with expectations. But they have f- the right guy. I, I,
1: would you feel any better if? Greg Williams was still coaching as opposed to Freddie I would, Kitchens. man.
0: I've been watching Freddie Kitchens, the stuff they're doing. There's Channel 7 in Cleveland's doing this, building the Browns. Have you been watching those videos? No. Following Freddie Kitchens oh around? Oh, gosh. <laughs> it is just – just I just get warm feelings all over <laughs> I do. Mm-hmm. I just love that guy. and mm-hmm. If he fails, I'll be surprised. Mm-hmm. I'll be surprised because I, I think he has the resume. I think he has the football acumen. And I think he's got, man. You know, he says in the one that came out this week, you have to watch it. I, I meant to message it to you. Uh, he says, "I say what I mean, and I mean what I say." And I believe him. Mm-hmm. And that'll get him into trouble, but because um, you know you can't you can't say what you mean anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, no more trouble than Greg Williams would have gotten. No, that's Maybe true. Too. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- here's the thing. What I, here's one thing I love, and I think this will be true he's walking through the Berea facility and the PR guy who's handling him walking around is because the camera's, you know, following him. And and, um, he says something to the effect of this guy, Kevin, the PR guy, Kevin, you need to try new things. He says, that's the problem with NFL coaches. They think they have it all figured out and they won't try anything new. And if you see his track record this year, Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy'll try new stuff. And that excites mm-hmm. yeah. me. Yeah. Cause you don't wanna you don't wanna take these Maseratis he's got now and say, hey, let's let's go thirty five miles an hour. Mm-hmm. You, you got Maseratis? You better you better push the pedal a little bit. And yeah. I think he will. I mm-hmm. do. I think I think you'll see continued innovation like the Jarvis Landry double reverse eighty yard pass stuff. Mm-hmm. I think you'll see that. I think I don't think that's gonna be the exception. I don't think it's because he didn't have anything to lose. I think it's who he is.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's going to be exciting. I I think just the fact that it's not April and here we are. Our highlight is going to be the draft this year. Mm-hmm. Is is a win. I mean, that yeah, is uh-huh. just it just feels so. I was thinking I the same thing crying.
1: about a couple of weeks ago. I've I've not thought about the draft. I've not. <laughs> I haven't either. I don't care. I haven't either. The, the only
0: thing is, I'm just. I'm it's really. I'm curious why Dwayne Haskins is all of a sudden slipping on the draft boards. You know what. What's changed since his unbelievable draft if combine? You go, if you're so high on the draft too early, you're just going to st- There's they, only one way move. to go. they, go, they, they got to keep do. it that's, interesting. That's right. I do to know. keep it interesting. But, you know, I'm kind of curious where he'll go. Mm-hmm.
1: Jim Dor- John Dorsey is, is trading up to get in the first round. Yeah. Say, which is – that makes it interesting. That does. For us that following does. the draft.
0: Yeah. I And, you know, I trust John Dorsey. I think he's just made great moves so far. Mm-hmm. And they followed the plan, so... Yeah, um, yeah, but you had something today with regard to leadership, really, and so uh, set the table on that, Oz.
1: Oh, uh, Magic Johnson, you said he only saw the headline, and Magic Johnson is uh, abruptly leaving the Lakers organization. He was, I don't know, what was the title? Um, president of Basketball Operations mm-hmm. or something? Um, he started head hog
0: at the trough. I mean, he's you know they are in charge when you have that title. Yeah, he
1: started what last year? He started last year. Um, this is his second. This was his first full year, and it was also his first year with LeBron um, being president and owner of the team, Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. And, um, Johnson uh, abruptly quit uh, in the press conference. It seemed he he quit. He decided it as he was talking. In the press conference or in in this interview, Um, I don't know if he did or not, but it seemed that way, and uh, left a lot of hints and clues and uh, some subversive comments to the authority and the Lakers industry, which I imagine is veiled references (laughs) to LeBron. Yeah,
0: and uh, you could read it that one could read it that way with it being. It's ironic because Magic was the first one. Who got a coach fired? You know that, hmm. Paul Westhead. Hmm. I mean, he's he's you know he was he was LeBron back in 1981, nineteen eighty one eighty eighty one before LeBron was LeBron before mm-hmm. LeBron was even born. But he was the one who got Paul Westhead fired hmm. after he had won a championship. That <laughs> hmm. was so. It's ironic that now the players are in charge. Magic really, really plowed that field. Hmm. Yeah. So uh, there's some there's some NBA history for you there, Chucksters <laughs> and Chuckettes.
1: Magic probably did win that title more than against Philly than uh,
0: Paul West had, I imagine. Though it was, yeah. he
1: wasn't he a rookie and he played center
0: and he yeah, played point 40, guard. Yeah, 16 and mm-hmm. and what else? In in sixteen or so, it was crazy. Mm. And I I I mean I re- it was back when the NBA was tape delayed. Can you imagine that now? So mm-hmm. the, the championship game, the game six, Kareem had twisted his ankle. And I was a big Laker fan back then. And my friend Mark was a huge Sixers fan. Ah-ha, they're, the six, they're going back to Philly, the Sixers going to win. Magic just studded up. I mean, he just mm-hmm. dominated that game without Kareem. He literally did the opening tip, and from then on he controlled the game as a rookie. That was back when they played with the brown ball you could barely see on TV. <laughs> <You> know <laughs> it was mm-hmm. It was just awesome. They didn't they, they just "Hey, let's get an old ball out of the barn and let's mm-hmm. just play hoop." you know mm-hmm. and uh, but point being, magic, yeah, he, he he took charge of that organization from that day on. I mm-hmm. yeah. gave him a lot of chips, mm-hmm. winning in that, even with the big man, Kareem still there Mm -hmm.
1: um and now lebron has uh controlled the lakers yeah and um so this is just uh the mess is continuing i've i've i I gotta
0: i'm delighting in it a little bit i mean i am yeah i i just i I, i'm just not having any sorrow at
1: all (laughs) yeah i'm not either i've i've not been uh very interested in the nba this year because of uh, lebron's stuff and um and but I have been interested in in watching the Lakers just fall apart, and uh I don't know what'll come next year, but because uh, he's saying now that the,
0: he's no, I was playing for next year all along, but uh but yeah. And he's usually pretty right in terms of when it comes to prognostications mm-hmm. of how he sees a d- team developing. I mean, he's usually, he's usually right, mm-hmm. but that means he knows there's a free agent coming, which there aren't very many out there that want to play with him. Mm-mm. You know I, You hear these people, like I was listening to Ramona Shelburne talking about how pay, playing with LeBron makes people better. What, Le- <laughs> what, what NBA has she been watching?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody gets worse when they play with LeBron hmm It's just they just they just shrink in his shadow. Uh, I don't know anyone that says they got better. Chris Bosch was the first to say, yeah, you gotta adapt your game to playing with him. It's very mm-hmm. difficult. Can you imagine how big his shadow is in Los Angeles?
1: Oh, how much bigger gosh. that must have been. Oh my
0: gosh. <laughs> I love Giannis Antetokounmpo coming out this week. Did you say saying, you know, I don't he got invited to be in Space Jam 3. Mm-hmm. He's, I don't want all that Hollywood drama. Oh, love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he with his with his Milwaukee Midwestern audience and fan yeah. base, he just grew in their eyes if that's possible cuz he's I'm ah, not into that. I'm I'm here to hoop. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm here to play ball and and, uh, I, yeah, I love that. And that's the part. You know, I'm so thankful for the fact that the that bought a title to Cleveland. It's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Some Sunday mornings you wake up and you go, ah, mm-hmm. we got a title. But I just never liked his drama queen stuff. It's just and, – and, and it just only to me is accentuated by his rationale for going to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I have no respect for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I just – I don't know. He's a, he's a different cat. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, magic wouldn't have done that. Uh, he just wouldn't have done that. Um, but now I'm the old man. Get off my lawn. But <laughs> anyhow, so let's so, so let's talk. Let's unpack that in in the last half here of Chucked uh, Holy Week edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's unpack that from a leadership standpoint uh, because. It's interesting. We talk all the time about continuity, how continuity is so key. The reason the Patriots sustain such a level of excellence is certain key pieces, right? Mm -hmm. Maintain that continuity of their values uh, functionally as a football team. Um, And, you know, here you have an organization in the Lakers that have been – they've been – They've been the epitome of instability for a long time since Jerry West left. Really, mm-hmm. he he. I think he, I think he gave order to the nut house.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How, so as a as a leader, how do you look at it? As an emerging, growing, you know, person who's in a leadership position as a pastor, how do you how do you look at this? You know, uh, if you're a 28 year old player with the Lakers, what are you thinking first of all? Oh, I don't. By this point, you're a veteran, by the way. You're not a younger guy. You know? Do you yeah. know that? Do you know that you're old enough now? That guys are 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 retiring from the NBA at your age. Can you believe that? I think
1: the average age is uh, <laughs> is like twenty three. I know. I know. Yeah. Of retirement. Yeah. Um,
0: so guys, there are guys your age who have been in the league. This is their ninth, tenth season and type stuff. If I guess not because of the one and done so much, but mm-hmm. used to. Nineteen. Did, you, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if I was a player in the organization. I would um, just, I would probably uh, just try to keep my job and yeah. <laughs> make LeBron happy. You know, I think you just fall into one or two, um, and that's how it becomes dysfunctional. So you're so Kuzma. What
0: are you thinking? Just s- stay low. Don't get hit by any of the bullets flying? Uh, probably. I mean, work on your uh, game. Yeah.
1: It, it, if you become submissive to him, it, it works out pretty well for you. If, um you know i think if i'm a 28 year old player I, I by that time learned that um this this is not about having fun and playing ball and um and being a big kid it's uh it's hard and it's, business, it's a lot of work it? and it, and you can't walk when you're 60 so you might as well make as much money as you can mm-hmm. so i'd probably just keep my head down and, <laughs> and submit to him and yeah. just make him as happy as he could to, and ride on his um coattails
0: you know, it's amazing. You, you grow up and, and, you know, we were sorting through a bunch of your old cards, football, baseball, basketball cards this weekend, and mm-hmm. Gunny is really into those. and mm-hmm. You know, as a kid, you have no concept that sport is anything but pure fun and joy, and these guys play for the love of the game. Mm-hmm. And then there's that moment where innocence is lost, sometime in your teens where you realize, I care more than they do. Mm-hmm. This is just a business to them. Mm -hmm. Wow, and there's like that period of disillusionment you go through. And I always remember in Fever Pitch when Jimmy Fallon's character and his buddy, they're just broken by the Red Sox defeat in the playoff game, and they're at a bar, and they look over, and Johnny Damon and another player are just having a good time, another Red Sox, and it hits him. We care more than they do. Mm -hmm. It just hits him. And it's like, honestly, I needed that. I needed that to remember, to put it into perspective. This truly, I think to a large extent, we fans care more.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: To you as a 28-year-old player, it's it's a business, right? And especially in the NFL, get your money and get out before your body's wrecked. Mm-hmm. In the NBA, get your was it your second contract in the NBA too. Is the big one, right? It is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the second one is the big one. Get your second contract and get out.
1: I mean, you're in LA. You're young. You you're making money. I'd I'd just I'd ride that as long as I yeah. could. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's I wouldn't. Wow, a gravy I to piss off man. LeBron and get <laughs> traded to Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Or my career's cut short because I'm not riding on his coattails anymore. Yeah, now, I, I don't. No yeah. way. I'd play for you know. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, I would if I was Kuzma, I would. Um, I would not be trying to make a name for myself.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: at all. And he's talented. He he mm-hmm. could. So let's talk about that from a leadership standpoint. You know the the you know in, in our organization, it seems like I get asked once a week. So how long do you think you'll be around, you know, continuity is important to people, right? Mm-hmm. And uh you know when you know like how would you feel if how would you feel if I came in one day and said, yeah, I'm done? <laughs> I'm done. Mm-hmm. No prep, no, hey, I'm thinking about this, <laughs> no prep, but I'm done. What? How would you feel if that happened? How important is continuity and leadership from your standpoint?
1: I think a decision like that doesn't just affect the future. It, it makes others around it um, question what has come before it. You know, so, yeah, it yeah. Not, so yeah, it, uh, it, it affects a lot of things, um, perception of the past and not just of mm-hmm. the, the planning or preparation for the future. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, there's uh, so much of this problems with LeBron, it, it's, it's, it's what happens when you have an organization within an organization, probably, and that LeBron himself is an organization. Mm-hmm. And it's all contained within one guy and, uh, that's, that's hard to fit within another huge, uh, iconic place like the Los Angeles Lakers or a thing like the Los Angeles Lakers. So yeah, it's, it's, um, it's an interesting, uh, experiment we're having here.
0: Yeah, so let's look at it. One of the things we're doing right now is we're going through uh, Patrick Lencioni's The Advantage. Mm-hmm. And that The Advantage that sets separates you from your competitors is not smart. Everybody in one sense is smart. if they're, Especially if they're competing at a level, the NBA. There are exceptions. The Browns had a level of ineptitude that was unprecedented. But he talks about there's two requirements for success: strategy, smart side of the equation, and the healthy side. Strategy, marketing, finance, technology—those are all important smart sides. And, and about every organization has those smarts. Mm-hmm. But what organizations don't work at is the healthy side: minimal politics, minimal confusion, high morale, high productivity, low turnover. And when you go with those with the Lakers, minimal politics. Oh my gosh! There's the that when you have the organization unofficially within the organization, that might be as good a definition as I've heard about a political situation.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Minimal confusion. So what that produces, who's really in charge? Mm -hmm. Who's really in charge? Because that's the thing that always surrounds LeBron, is he's the one that's really pulling the strings. Getting people traded, getting people fired. A healthy organization has high morale. (sighs) Have you ever seen a team more miserable? Mm -hmm. I can't remember a team more miserable. Mm-hmm. Than the Los Angeles Lakers since February, hybrid productivity, psh, no, no, and then low turnover, <laughs> which, which they're going to have a lot of turnover mm-hmm. there most <laughs> likely to get the people he wants to get. They're going to have to let go of the the you know Lonzo balls and the and probably the Kyle Kuzma's, and so these are the signs that indicate a healthy team. Wow. Wow. Now mm-hmm. contrast that with the, the Browns. They've also epitomized an unhealthy organization for a long time, signs of inner turmoil and all that. And theirs weren't so much uh, superstar-centric. It was just people who didn't know what they were doing, mm-hmm. I think. Admittedly, the, the Haslam said that. What, if you could sit down and talk to LeBron because he is the informal power, what would you say to him? Say you're a fan of the Lakers and you want them to win what would in and and you're a student of leadership because you are and people talk about his great leadership i've never thought he's a great leader and and this to me has 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 proven it like you know the whole hand raising when somebody shoots and misses and the quitting and it's like huh. you know i've never thought of him as a great leader i've never thought of him as a poor leader but i've never Mm-hmm. I've never considered him a great – I've considered him, I think, the second greatest player, if not the first of all time. Um, mm-hmm. What would you say to LeBron? I don't know. That would it would really depend on
1: a lot of things. But um, I'd probably just try to ask him a, a lot of questions and learn something about him, understand him more. Mm-hmm uh that's probably what I would do with about anyone though is just try to to understand them more and yeah. uh why he does what he does and uh and maybe in and some people aren't perceptive to that uh open to that answering those kind of questions being um tracking with someone and
0: uh, kind of digging into themselves but uh that's what I'd if you were told since you were Fourth grade, you're the king, King James. What would you be like today? You yeah, know, think about that. That's better. the thing. That's the part of him. Then I, I can understand if if I'm told that I'm King James since I was four. I'm the chosen one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Do you think that's not going to frame your identity as? Yeah, I am. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. What would you be like today if if you were 28 and you've been told since you were? Uh, yeah I don't think any of us would be much different than I'd probably either. be much a lot worse off, you know I think uh, that he's handled things really well in that regard. He hasn't had scandal mhm yeah. and uh in this era, you can't get away with anything mm-hmm. very long yeah so yeah i'd, I'd probably yeah, ask him uh how
1: how's your mom and mm. um see how he responds to talking about his mother does he you know i don't know does he cross his arms and sit back in his chair or does he smile and then say something about her or and then continue to show interest in things like that beyond um the figure and into the person and seeing how he responds and um i think you'd learn a lot probably Mm -hmm. um asking and ask him how's his wife and contrast that with how he talks about his mom that would tell a lot too yeah um ask
0: him about his kids um you know because that's not what people all talk to him about right they want to talk to him about his three-year contract or you got to play it out in LA that -hmm. kind of stuff he's still a human being Mm -hmm. what would you say to Magic today you could sit down and talk to Magic Johnson you're a diehard Laker fan Mm -hmm. what would you say to Magic Johnson what would you ask him
1: why uh, I mean you got um, I can't imagine what it's like in, in that spot living the life he's lived and being older now um You know, from my point of view, wouldn't it? Isn't it time to sit back and enjoy the fruits of all your labor? Like, why are you still? He has all these
0: other businesses, right? Yeah, like
1: why are you doing this? It's just yeah. Um, but you know, it it might be as simple as he just loves basketball and wants to be around it. He loves the Lakers, wants to be around it. Actually, I get that. Uh, It might be uh, something more deep, something deeper, and that he needs to be he has other businesses but those businesses don't get talked about on ESPN. Um so uh, yeah, I would I'd, I'd like I'd, I like knowing why people do things and understanding that and so I'd I'd probably um hope to have a conversation that I would have with anyone in my office. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: How long how long does a leader in your view have to be embedded in that position to earn your respect. In what position? Just their position of leadership. You're you're led by someone, and they quit after two years, or you're led by someone and they quit after twenty. What's what's the term for you to say? You know, I to really earn my respect, you got to be in the trenches. Mm-hmm. You, you know how long?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if I have a, a specific number or
0: because um, this is a high value of, to use. It is to me. Yeah, any L- greater of long, longevity.
1: Yeah, and I think it has to do a lot with longevity. Um, uh, I was thinking about, you know, I so yeah. Yesterday, I didn't want to. Um, I got a real problem with it. I T band, and if anyone's ever had an I T band problem. Uh, It really hurts to run. That's the
0: tendon on the side of
1: your the outside of your yeah your your quad your thigh Mm -hmm. and it connects to the side of your knee, and when it's inflamed and it hurts um, from too much activity, it it feels like there's just someone with a with a hammer kind of just tapping your the outside of your knee joint and just like that bone, Mm -hmm. and it's just because it's that tendon is just pulling on that joint every time you stretch stride. um, so, um, so I ran, um, uh, yesterday was uh, 13 and a half miles. Um, there was about 20 extra minutes after that before the warm up and cool down. Um, probably should do more of a cool down run than that, but 20, so it was about two hours of running total. And, um, and I, so I didn't want to do that because I hurt and I was tired. I was already really fatigued. My uh, legs were really heavy. And, um, and so I th- I think about pretty simple things, when it uh, you know to to I guess motivation is you uh, you strive for what you admire and you try to mm-hmm. try to embody that and try to do that and um, I was thinking about during my run Paul's um, not letter but his uh, speech to the elders at Ephesus in um, I don't know what chapter Acts 21, twenty one twenty next 20. twenty and um, in there he has uh his first hint to second timothy um finishing the race completing the task and um something simple as that got me through um so i was starting to want to quit up mile four because mile four and five and six are always what i my worst Mm -hmm. miles i hate those miles and so i had a lot more to go and i was far from home and i couldn't you know i don't have any phone on me or anything but uh Whoops. So, and that's why I don't take a phone or have any, you know. Yeah. I, yeah. um Burn your bridges because I would call McKenzie probably every run and have her pick because <laughs> it just hurts. But um, uh, but my leg hurt and you know my my foot hurt, my back hurt, and um, my because I play tennis that day I get a stitch in my sh- right shoulder because it's too fatigued and um, but uh, in the, in his speech to the elders. Um, I think there's woven throughout that he's uh he he's he's, he's a, it's a testimony of his longevity and how long he's been doing this and um it speaks for itself and um that's where a lot of his authority comes from mm-hmm. is that he is nearing the finish line and, he's, and he just says mm-hmm. see and at that point it doesn't become this boast or this brag or anything um he's just saying um, and my work speaks for itself mm-hmm. i've uh um, it, and it's and it's and there's something very as you've taught on um that came to mind um the perfectionist stuff analog versus digital and um, and how the perfectionist isn't it doesn't think in binary terms of just do it mm-hmm. you know you think uh, you know that came to mind when you taught on that the um you know the the Nike slogan just do just it Just do you it you know yeah. um that's enough and uh and that was kind of that was uh, it's kind mm-hmm. of wind, written woven through Luke's account of that speech is um Paul just did it and there's so many you know, words in there he, i did not hesitate i i, I mm-hmm. did, you know uh, um of that it was just uh, he just went for it and um so uh so yeah he he and, and there wasn't a grade there wasn't a it was just he 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 did it and he completed it and he finished mm-hmm. the task and um, he used all of his Olympic terms. Of his, uh, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, um, so I think I think that is uh, a, a sure way to. Mm-hmm. I, I would I would have admi- admired LeBron more if you know he stuck out in '09 and '10, right? Yeah, I mean, right. I'd admire him more. I know. And that's why we talk about his basketball skill and accomplishments, but. We'll probably never talk about his, you know, longevity as a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He showed grit in other ways, like overcoming things in life, obviously. But, uh, but yeah, that's what that's what yeah. that's what Paul's. Um, the, that's what he's. That's his resume is. I've just stuck it out.
0: I have fought a good fight. Mm-hmm. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until next time, on Chucked. Well said. Austin, Charles, I'm Charles Braxton, hope you have a great day.